Let's pray. Our dear Lord and Heavenly Father, we just come, Lord, into your tabernacle, Lord. And Lord, we pray, Lord, that you will be glorified, Lord, and you will be exalted, Lord, in this, your tabernacle, among your people, Lord. Lord, this is your word, Lord. This is the word of God. Above every man's word. And Lord, we come, Lord, and we dwell, and we, we look to your word, Lord. And we ask, Lord, that your Holy Ghost, Lord, will move and brood upon this meeting, Lord, that you will be glorified, Lord. That you will be exalted, Lord. That souls will be saved, Lord. Backsliders will be restored, Lord. The healing of the mind, Lord, and the body, Lord. If you are the same yesterday, today, and forever, Lord, at the reading of your word, Lord, let your name be glorified and exalted, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Romans chapter 12. Two verses of scripture, very well known to everybody. But two verses of scripture that the Lord brought me back to this last few weeks. And the Apostle Paul is speaking to the saints in Rome. And Romans chapter 12 and verse 1 and verse 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. There's two, there's two words that I want to focus on, really. It's the second verse of Romans chapter 12, and it's the word conformed, and another word transformed. And conformed means, in the dictionary, it's a person that is to behave according to socially acceptable rules. A person that is to behave according to socially acceptable rules, but God's word tells me to behave to his rule, not society. Transformed means to make a marked change. To make a marked change, but what is that marked change to be? What is the conform? And how are you to conform? And how are you to transform? You are to conform to the word of God. And you are to come under the blood and be transformed from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. That is what God requires. That is the transformation that God requires. In June that has passed, I watched and I observed and I listened to what happened in June. And June was labelled as Pride Month. June was labelled as pride. But Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 2 says this. When pride cometh, then cometh shame. Shame will follow pride. And surely as we look at the United Kingdom, and surely as we look at Ulster, we can say in this God's house today, as God's people, that we are under shame. 
We are a shameful, sorry bunch. Are we not? We have a flag that's flown in your face now, which used to be the six-bowed rainbow, which is the number of man. But they have added in wee subtleties. We have the black and the brown now, which is the BLM. Although I'm not too sure what they've got to do with being gay. I haven't worked that one out yet. We have the subtle blue and the subtle pink. The blue represents transgender children. And the pink represents transgender girls. Just slipped in. And this flag is flown in your face. And it's called pride. There's nothing prideful about it. It's an anti-Christ flag and it's an anti-Christ spirit. And it's of Satan himself. Let's call it what it is. Let's not back down from what it is and let's tell the truth to the people. God designed us male and female. There is two genders only. There is only two genders. Genesis 1 and 27 tells you that. God designed sex between a man and a woman. Genesis 1 and 28 will tell you that also. There is two genders only. Designed by God. Only two genders exist. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter what you call yourself. You're either a male or a female. When a body or a skeleton is dug up from the grave and they want to identify whether it was an adult or a child, they will identify it through the bones or the teeth. When a skeleton is dug up and they want to identify the sex, whether it was a male or a female, they will go to the pelvis. Because the pelvis is wider than the female than it is in the male because of childbirth. So they go to the pelvis to identify a male or a female. A male has an XY sex chromosomes, while females have XX sex chromosomes. The man's X and the woman's X combine to become a girl, a female. And a man's Y combines with a woman's X to become a boy, a male. God created them male and female. There's two genders only created by God. Follow the science, you're told. Well, I have followed the science. And science tells me that there's two genders. When a child is born in a hospital, it will be declared male or female. Boy or girl will be put on the birth certificate. It won't be declared that it's a they or a them or an it. And it won't be declared that we'll leave the baby to decide what it wants to be. It's a male or a female. It's a boy or a girl. God created two genders. There is only two genders. In verse 1 of Romans chapter 12. Let's go to it. Let's go to Colossians 1 and 20 first. Colossians 1 and 20. What is the transformation that God requires? Colossians chapter 1 and verse 20 says this. 
You see, God has created and God has made the way for the transformation that you need. Colossians 1 and verse 20. And having made peace through the blood of his cross. You can make peace this morning if you're not saved. Or you're listening online. But how? Through the blood of the cross. That is the transformation that you need. By him. To reconcile all things unto himself. By him. I say whether they be things in earth. Or things in heaven. Christ has paved the way. Peace with God through the cross, through his blood, by him. That is the transformation that Christ requires from darkness into the kingdom of light. You need a blood transformation. You need to be washed in the blood. And you, brother and sister, in this tabernacle this morning, have been transformed from darkness to light. You are washed in the precious shed blood of the Lamb. And you have been transformed. Your sins have been forgiven. You have peace with God through the cross. Through the shedding of his precious shed blood on that precious cross. That's how you have been transformed. You were dead in your trespasses. You were dead in your sins. But Christ, but I love the buts, but Christ stepped in. And Christ shed his precious blood. And you have been transformed into the wondrous, glorious kingdom of God. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. Let's read the first verse. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, or I exhort, or I urge you, brethren, in the gratitude and the mercies of God, to present your bodies once instruments of sin, now, let's get it. Once instruments of sin. Once instruments. Past tense. Once instruments of sin, but now to be employed for God. Employed for God. In what? In holiness. In holiness. In Romans chapter 6 and verse 13. Romans 6 and verse 13, it says this. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. Unrighteousness unto sin. Don't yield. But yield yourselves unto God. Not a flag. Not man. Not society. Yield yourself unto God, as those that are alive from the dead. So you're alive from the dead this morning. You were dead in your trespasses and your drugs and your drink and your pornography and whatever else you had going. Don't worry because I was the same. But Jesus stepped in. And Jesus washed me in his precious shed blood. And now I am alive. I am alive unto God. You're under new management, brother. And you're under new management, sister. The devil is gone and Christ has entered in. Be enlisted in the service of the king as instruments and a sacrifice unto God. A living sacrifice holy, it says. 
as those reconciled to God and given close access to him by Christ's atoning sacrifice. Romans 5 and 1, it says this, Therefore being justified, I am justified. By faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace with God because of what God has done. And in verses 10 and in verse 11 of the same chapter, it says this, For if when we were enemies, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Reconciled to God by the death of his son, the blood on the cross, there's no getting away from it. You can wave a flag all day long. It's the blood on the cross. The transformation is a blood transformation. The sinless, spotless blood of the lovely Lord Jesus Christ is what's required for you to have life, life in abundance and eternal life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. I am atoned by the precious, sinless, spotless blood of the lovely Lord Jesus Christ. I am atoned. And I serve a righteous, holy God. No sin comes into it anywhere. It's been paid for. But repentance must come. Repentance must come. The redeemed are now like as priests, constantly presenting their, their whole lives in God's presence as offerings for God's pleasure. First Peter. First Peter chapter two. And verse five. First Peter two and verse five. He also as lively stones, lively stones, are built up a spiritual house. Lively stones in the tabernacle this morning and a spiritual house. And holy priesthood. Holy. A holy priesthood. To offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Acceptable to God. Your praise this morning was acceptable to God. Coming around his table was acceptable to God. The reading of his word is exact, acceptable to God. And it says he is holy. Holy sacrifices. There's no sin in it. Holy sacrifices. Acceptable to God. The people of God are a holy temple. And are to offer spiritual sacrifices when you come into his tabernacle. First Corinthians 3. 16 and 17 says this. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? Don't defile the temple. And if any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. And in Second Corinthians 6 and 16, you don't have to turn to it, I'll just read it. Second Corinthians 6 and 16. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. 
As God hath said, I will dwell in them. God is dwelling in you. You're filled with the Holy Ghost. You are the temple of God. But is the temple fit for the Holy Ghost? And walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. The temple, your body, is indwelt by the Holy Ghost. How's your temple? How's my temple? Is it a good dwelling place for the Holy Ghost, or do I grieve the Spirit? The church is the dwelling place of God. Ye are the temple of God. The preservation of purity in the church and unity is of the utmost importance. So that is the transformation that God requires. From Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. A conscious obedience to glorify God, which is your reasonable service. There's no pride in those verses. It doesn't mention self, me, I, or my thoughts. It speaks of righteousness. It speaks of holiness. And it speaks of a holy God. There's no pride in it. There's no place for it. It doesn't exist. God hates it. Proverbs 8 and 13. Proverbs 8 and 13. Says this. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride, arrogancy, and the evil way, and their forward mouth do I hate. The Lord hates evil. Let's get it right. The Lord hates pride. God hates pride. He hates the arrogancy of the pride and he hates their evil wicked ways and he hates their boastful froward mouth. God said that. So where are we now? As we look back on June, I would say that June was a complete and total blasphemous month of shame I'll speak for Northern Ireland. I'll just speak for Northern Ireland. Blasphemous month of sin and debauchery and evil wickedness across Northern Ireland. Let's call it what it is. God says it in his word. So let's go with what God says our creator. I think it's best. Verse 2 of Romans 12. And be not conformed to this world. Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 14. But God forbid that I should glory. Save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. You want to boast? Boast in the cross. Boast in Jesus and boast in the blood. That's where you do your boasting. By whom the world is crucified unto me. The world's crucified unto you, brother. And the world's crucified unto you, sister. And I unto the world. Boast in Christ. Boast in the cross. And boast in the blood of our lovely Lord Jesus Christ. And be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And he's speaking there, Paul, about a daily renewal. You need to daily renew your mind as a brother and sister in Christ. Especially today. Especially now. Especially the way the country's going. That ye may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will for me, myself and I. That's not what it says. It says that ye may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will for me, perfect will of God. Perfect will of God. You're not in it. It's his perfect will. And you are to serve and offer up yourself as a holy sacrifice unto him. In Psalm 40 and verse 8. Psalm 40 and verse 8. I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. I delight to do thy will, O God. Delight in the will of God and delight to do his will. Psalm 143 and verse 10. It says this, Teach me to do thy will, not my will or anybody else's will, or society's will. Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Seek the will of God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. Lead me into the land of uprightness. Was there any uprightness in June? Was there any uprightness in a full month, four weeks of June? You cannot be of God and be saved and be conformed to this world. False teachers from Satan in drag outfits and six bold rainbow flags spewing out the doctrine of Satan. And deceiving the world and leading them into eternal separation for God. You see, it's all about the soul. And it's all about eternal separation. And the devil will do whatever he can to do that. Satan is not your mate. He wants to damn your soul. He wants to confuse your mind. But Christ came. To give life. Luke 19 and 10 says. For the son of man has come. To seek and to save that which was lost. The devil has come. To steal and destroy. John 10 and 10. 
There are false teachers in the churches. And they cover the Lord's table with the rainbow flag. And they'll don the rainbow flag over their necks. And they'll lift the scriptures and they'll twist the word of God. They are false teachers. They are deceivers. And they will have their place in the lake of fire if they don't repent. You are a false teacher. And you are deceiving the people. Tell them the truth. Tell them the truth. Tell them what God really says about their sin. Tell them the truth. These are false teachers doing the will of their master. Steal the soul. Kill the child in the womb. And if we can't get the child in the womb, we'll take him at four, five, six and seven years of age. We'll rape their mind with the doctrine of Satan. We'll take the wee innocent child and we'll rape their mind. And we'll fill them full of the doctrine of Satan. That's what's happening now. That's what's happening now. Satan has come to steal the soul. To kill and to destroy. Are you awake yet to the woke? Are you awake yet to the woke? Matthew 18, 6 and 7. Jesus is talking to the disciples. And he's trying to teach the disciples. You know who he takes to teach the disciples? He takes a small child. And Jesus is there and the disciples are there and they take the child and set the child in the middle of the disciples. And then Jesus starts to teach. He starts to teach. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he was drowned in the depths of the sea. Jesus said that. That's Jesus said that. The next verse. Woe unto the world because of offenses. There's a woe on your head today. The child trafficker the child rapist, the person who is indoctrinating the doctrine of Satan upon the children, there's a woe on your head. And God says it'd be better for you that you were never born. There's a woe from God on your head. I would not want to be in your shoes. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe unto the world because of offences, for it must be, it must needs be that offences come, but woe again to that man by whom the offence cometh. 
Leave the children alone. Leave the children alone. It's the doctrine of Satan. Killing them in the womb. Raping their young minds. Yeah. Oh, but don't say that because, you know, you, you'll affect their life. No, I'll tell you what affects their life. The mental torture of the doctrine of Satan. You can be a them, he, whatever you want. You don't have to be a boy or a girl. You can be whatever you like. Can you imagine being four, five, six years of age and being told this? And then for the rest of your life, your life is ruined and it's a disaster. And you find yourself on the end of a rope or drinking yourself into oblivion or taking a bottle of pills. That's what is satanic. That's the problem. It's not this book and it's not what I'm saying. You're racking, raping, pillaging the child of God. You're racking their lives. You are racking their lives mentally to the point where they don't know where they're coming or going. That's the problem. That's where it lies. It lies on your flag. And it's at your door. And God says, woe unto you. Woe unto you. That's what God says. Better you were never born. Let's tell the truth. Let's tell the truth. The only transformation acceptable to God is the transformation from darkness to light and into the kingdom of God. Bow the knee. Repent of your sins and be saved. That is the only transformation that you need in 2023. That is the only one. What does the Bible say about all this? Romans chapter 1. Just going to read a few verses. It's all through the scriptures. I'll just go to Romans chapter 1, verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness. All ungodliness. Now we're going broader. All ungodliness. We're broadening the horizons now. And unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. False teachers. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God hath showed it unto them. Creation. You're without excuse. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. You have no excuse. None. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful. You see a lot of that today. But became vain in their imaginations. Vain. Not thankful and vain in their imaginations. And their foolish heart was darkened. And that's the fall of man. Vain in your imaginations. And you have a foolish heart. 
professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. This country is full of fools. Full of it. And change the glory of the uncorruptible. Change the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man. So there's the uncorruptible. It's now corruptible. And then we have a mess. We have a complete mess. And the birds and the four-footed beasts and the creeping things, idols. Idols. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts. Given over. You want to live like that, go ahead. To dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Who changed the truth of God into a lie. You see, the truth of God is changed now into a lie. And worshipped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. And to see that word vile affections, affections, that actually means disgusting. God says you're disgusting. You're vile. That's what he says in his word. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. Vile, disgusting affections. Taking the universal laws of God and changing them. And what are you left with? You're left with a cesspit of a country full of fools. A cesspit of a country full of vile, disgusting fools. That's what God's word says. Are we not right? Is this not where we are? I think so. And likewise also the men leaving the natural use for the women. Burned in their lust one toward another. Men with men working that which is unseemly. And you see that word unseemly, it means shame. And then following the shame is your consequences. That's what that means. Shame, unseemly shame, consequences will follow. You're not going to get away with it. God's not going to let it slip, slide. He's not going to let it go. Receiving in themselves that recompense, there it is, or their error which was meat. And that word meat means, I'll give you the consequences suitable for your sin. That's what it means. God says that. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, we see a lot of that, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. A reprobate mind. It means you're depraved. You're depraved. You're vile, disgusting, and you are depraved. God's word says it all. That's hard. It's hard this morning, isn't it? Yeah, but I didn't really want to bring this word, to be honest. The Lord gave me this about three weeks ago. When I said, Lord, I don't want to do it. And he said, do it. To do what you're told. Do what you're told. You're bringing it. Leviticus chapter 20, verse 13. We don't have to turn that. 
1 Corinthians chapter 6, 9 and 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? You're being lied to. You're being told that it's okay and God is love and God will accept you how you are. He won't. He won't accept you how you are. He'll only accept you under the blood of the Lamb. Blood washed is how he will accept you. If God will accept you how you are, well, why did the Son have to come from the glories of of the realms of the heavenly kingdom to be crucified on a Roman cross if God will accept you how you are? It doesn't make sense. Think about it. Think for yourself. Don't listen to everybody else going on in your ear, working out. Think about it for yourself. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Be not deceived by false teachers. Neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor infaminate, nor thieves, nor infaminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor ravelers or extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And you say to me, Glenn, well, I've done some of that yet, but you're under the blood. So very. I'm no better. I'm just a messenger. But I'm washed in the blood of the Lamb. I'm under the new covenant. Andrew read it around the table this morning from Hebrews. My great high priest looked on me. And he had mercy and pity. And he drew me with cords of love and he took me. And he washed me in his holy blood. My great high priest. And it's over. The once for all sacrifice. And he says, Glenn, you're mine. You're mine. You might say to me, Glenn, this is all old school. It's all all hot. It's not for today. First Peter chapter 1 and 25 says, But the word of the Lord endureth for... Mm. We have a problem then, don't we? You will not endure forever unless you're blood-bought. Your wee multicolored flag certainly won't endure forever. But the word of the Lord will. See, when this is all done and dusted and all the shouting's over, it'll be Jesus with his people that will endure forever. Jesus and his people. First Peter 25, But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And ever, and ever, and ever, and ever, and ever, and ever. It's all old school. No, it's not. It's right bang up to date. Because what I'm saying here from God's word this morning is the way Ulster is. It's a complete and total cesspit of wickedness. Jude chapter, Jude and verse 7. 1 Timothy chapter 1, 8 till 11. It's all there. You can read it for yourself. When a nation rejects God, he gives them over to a reprobate mind, or also it can be called madness. Madness. Some of the things you're hearing is absolute madness. 
on a reprobate mind. Where can you find that? Romans chapter 128. Deceived and delusional, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 9 and 11. The demonic is unleashed then, you see. The demonic is unleashed through it all. 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1. So we are in a country that is deceived, depraved, and delusional. I think we can all be agreed on that. I was speaking to a guy the other day. He just came into my head. Lovely fella. Roman Catholic fella. And we were, we were meant to be doing a driving lesson. Things went a different way. He loves, he loves talking about God. So I gave him a book and I was witnessing to him. I said to him, tell me this. He's not saved. I says, what do you make of the, um, the new teachings that are going to be coming into the schools for the children? I says, what do you mean, Glenn? He has a son. I told him, this guy's not saved. His face went as red as one of those seats. Up his neck, his face. I thought he was going to explode. Guy's not saved. So if a man like that who's not saved and doesn't know God is disgusted with the woke, how much more the church? Because you are alive. You are lively stones. He went ballistic. He didn't believe me and I showed him it. Anthony, you call him prayer for me, searching for God. He, 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 he really knows. He loves reading the Bible. He loves listening. I witness to him. He's searching. Lovely, lovely man. Churches flying the LGBTQ flag. Let me be clear. False teachers leave God out of it. He, it's nothing to do with God. God is not on your flag. It's satanic. It's demonic. It's an evil spirit. God is not on your flag. Do what you like with it. Wash the car with whatever you want. Leave God out of it. Leave God out of your filthy mouth. Your false teachers. Men wanting to use ladies' toilets, claiming to be female. What a load of nonsense. Madness. Can you see the madness? What a load of garbage. Drag queens employed to read stories to children in the primary schools. I listened to the drag queen the other day. A he, a he, obviously. What he said. Why do you want us to come into your primary schools to read stories to your children? Why? He says, do you not know what goes on at these parties? The sacks, the drugs and the drink. Why would you want a drag queen? He said this. Why would you want a drag queen in your primary school? He couldn't believe it. He said it. I listened to another woman who goes back away at the very start of the LGBTQ movement when there was just the rainbow flag, the six bows. She was having an argument with a trans person and they were fighting with each other. You see, there's not unity in the camp. You're being told they're all one, they're all united, they're not. And obviously, that is completely wrong before God, being gay. Call it as it is. But the gay person was fighting with a trans person and they wouldn't agree on what they were saying. 
In fact, she was completely exasperated. She was trying to say that a, that a man could have a baby. Never in the history of planet Earth, past, present, or future, will a man give birth to a child. Can you see the madness of it all? And people are believing this stuff. This is the stuff they're trying to teach your kids. You can be whatever you want. There is two genders. There is a male and there is a female that reproduce and replenish the earth and have babies. And guess what? The babies are boys and girls, males and females. Never did a nurse give birth to a child and declare that the, that the child is transgender. What a joke. Let's call it as it is. Let's tell the truth, people. Let this church tell the truth. If the rest want to go with the flow, that's okay. I will tell the truth. Laws passed to force teachers to teach sexually explicit trans ideology in the classroom. And if you don't do it, we'll get a big man in an address and he'll do it for us. That's what it is. 107 genders. No, there's not. There's two. I might I feel a wee bit ropey in the morning, but I'm not a rope. <laughs> that's how stupid that is. I'll just... That's the only way I can explain that. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 18. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 18 and 19. So where do we go from here as God's people? Well, Paul is writing to Timothy. And God is encouraging Timothy. God is encouraging Timothy. And listen to what he says. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. This charge, there's a charge. I commit unto thee, son Timothy. You know, he's not a son, but he's a convert. According to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them madest war a good warfare. I charge thee, brother. I charge thee, sister. I charge thee, Glenn, to tell the truth. I charge thee, Glenn, to do what you're told. I charge thee to war a good warfare. Notice the word war. Go to battle. Your captain's at your side. Go to battle. Holding faith. Go to war. And hold your faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith have made shipwrecked. Plenty of shipwrecks in Ulster, isn't there? Time for the backslider to come back, isn't it? Thousands of backsliders in Ulster. That would, that would create a revival straight away. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Come back to Jesus. He gave his life's blood for you. Come back, backslider. It's time to come back. Time short. It's time to come back. God's word is the truth. 
and the standard of all that's right and wrong. John chapter 17, 17. God designed us male and female, Genesis 1, 27. God designed each person with beauty and purpose, being fearfully and wonderfully made, Psalm 139 and verse 14. God designed sex within the confines of the marriage between a male and a female to replenish the earth, Genesis 1, 28. So what can we do? Try and lead a holy life as best you can in the flesh. Second Peter chapter 3, 10 and 12. A healthy home, Deuteronomy 6. A strong stance, Second Timothy chapter 1 and 12. But I read this in as well. Because you see, people are being deceived. And people are being led astray. Have a tender heart. Because they need saved. Ultimately they need saved. Jesus' blood has limitless power. Limitless power. And I believe that there's going to be a tsunami of mental health issues bigger than this world has ever seen before and Ulster when this is over I think it's going to end soon I think it's going to be smashed but you see when it is you're going to have men and women and children who need a port of call and we need to be there for them have a tender heart Jude verse 22 and verse 23. May God bless his word.